Hello and welcome, David Baker. Welcome to the Wisdom for Life podcast. And hey, we're glad you're here. I want to give you a thought for today to be able to uh, help you. You ever realized or wondered who the worst of the worst is? Who is the worst of the worst? Well, uh, we're recording this on Super Bowl Sunday, and so uh, when you Google worst of the worst, for some reason it comes up the, the Cowboys? Why, why, why would it say the Cowboys? <laughs> anyway, just kidding for all my Cowboy fan friends. It probably would say the Titans this year. <clears throat> I think they lost seven or eight in a row. Unbelievable. But uh, now when you look up the worst of the worst, it's, I don't know what the word says, but it spells B. I-D-E-N, whatever whatever that is, uh, that's what it's spelled. So how about the worst of the worst in the Bible? There are a lot, a lot of bad people in the Bible. And who would be the worst of the worst? Now, some of this is subjective. Some of it's not. Some of it's just my thoughts. But uh, last week I was reading in the Bible. I try to do that every other week or so. Uh, but no, I was reading the Bible and just reminded me, oh boy, I can't stand this guy. This guy's bad. This guy's bad. He probably wouldn't be on the list of the top 10 of anybody, but he is on mine. So, um, by the way, before I get to that, some honorable mentions. Um, just this morning I was reading in, I think in Matthew 18, and uh, the servant that the master came and forgave him of all of his incredible, gigantic debt. Instead of putting him in prison, then he went out and grabbed his fellow servant by the throat and said, pay me the hundred pence you owe me. And when he couldn't pay me, put him in prison. Wow, boy, that's amazing. Picturing here God in his perfection forgave us of everything we've done, and we go to our fellow servant, and we won't forgive them for what they've done. Pretty big deal. Uh, That guy, again, not on the top 10 list, but uh, boy, that's not a good thing. Cain killed his brother. Uh, because his uh, gift wasn't accepted. No, it's not uh, our works it's going to save. It's just the blood of the lamb. Lot, boy, selfish, leader of Sodom, almost gave his daughter away, got drunk, incest, bad uh, guy. All the scribes and Pharisees, the high priest, Annas, Caiaphas, Pilate, Herod, all those are bad people. And my list of top four, quote slash five, because one is a couple, I think Judas Iscariot would just about have to be there. Could you imagine for three and a half years, he walked with Jesus, talked with him, saw him heal, raise the dead, teach, preach, feed the 5,000, feed the 4,000, calm the sea. What about doing good? Incredible. But uh, when Mary put the ointment, expensive ointment on his feet and wiped his feet with her hair, then Judas, oh, that could have been sold and given to the poor. No, because he was a thief. He was a thief. And from then on, he said, I'm going to betray him and did. Betrayed him for 30 pieces of silver. Looking that up, the silver back then contained, uh, that coin contained 14 grams of silver. Today's spot price for silver, 78 cents a gram, not an ounce, a gram. Uh, these 30 coins would be worth $330 today. Wow. Just amazing. And he knows Jesus forgives, and he could have gone to him. Would Jesus have forgiven him? Sure, but he didn't. But uh, he didn't even go to Jesus. Just to think about walking and talking with Jesus for three and a half years and then betraying him, being a traitor. We don't name our kids Judas today. How come? The name is synonymous with traitor. Number two of my worst of the worst list, I think Herod. King Herod the Great, remember the wise men came and asked, oh, where was this uh, Messiah going to be born? And, oh, they found Bethlehem. Okay, hey, come uh, when you find him, come back and uh, tell me where he is so I can worship him too. What a liar. He didn't want to worship him. He wanted to kill him. When they didn't come back, because they were warned, went another way, then he knew he'd been mocked. He had his soldiers go out and kill all the baby boys two years old and under. All of them. 
How come? Because he was afraid of uh, this king of the Jews maybe taking the power of him or his uh, sons. Boy, what a wicked thing. Can you imagine? The Greeks talk about, they say it was 14,000. Uh, the Syrians list 64,000. The Coptic Christians say 144,000. We don't know. The Bible doesn't say. You look at history to see or try to count populations in that Bethlehem and the area surrounding that. Um, but whatever it was, it was bad. These Roman soldiers bust down a door, go to the crib, grab a little boy by the leg, hold him up, pull out a sword, cut him in half, drop him on the floor. Can you imagine the mom, the dad, the brothers, the sisters seeing that? The traumatic experience they had to go through. They come into one door, the woman's holding the son, the Roman soldier rips the baby out of his mother's arms, takes a sword and cuts it in half. Wow. How in the world could Herod do something like that? This innocent baby? By the way, how many innocent babies are ripped out of their mother's womb by some horrible, wicked person today? And they are. Any abortion provider, any person performing abortion is a wicked and vile person. Herod would be on my list of the worst of the worst. Then, this one's not subjective. This one, uh, God said, he said that... uh, Ahab did more to provoke the Lord, the God of Israel, uh, to anger him than did all the kings of Israel before him. That's pretty big. <laughs> okay, that's pretty big. King Ahab and Jezebel. Ahab, the son of Amri, who uh, hardly gets mentioned, but he was very significant in getting that started. And then Ahab chose to marry Jezebel, the daughter of Ithbaal, king of the Zidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. Yeah, Ahab, Jezebel, bad people. Jezebel, 1 Kings 18.4, cut off the prophets of the Lord. Obadiah took a hundred and hid him by 50 in a cave. Um, Jezebel, wicked person. By the way, she got her just dessert at the end, thrown down, eaten by dogs. Uh, all they found was her skull, her feet, and the palms of her hands. That was all that was left. I think a lot of people, if you had to look at it, who would be the worst of the worst? This next one is not probably on anyone's list, but... Uh, This is what inspired me to think about that, just reading this. He is a bad guy, just a bad guy. And who is it? Luke 15, the prodigal, no, not the prodigal, the prodigal's elder brother. Prodigal's elder brother. You know the story, certain men had two sons. And the one said, give him a portion of my goods. And he went out, maybe wasted it in riotous living. And uh, that's bad, and it's wrong, and he shouldn't have done that. Um, But honestly, how many people are tempted for that? The Amish have uh, something where when they turn of age, they, okay, go. Go out, sow your wild oats, uh, drink, do drugs, be with women, run around, do what you want, and then make a decision if you want to come back and be a part of us and live our way or not. I wouldn't want my kids to go out and experience all that. I want them to be sheltered and keep them from that. Uh, you don't have to get drunk to watch other people go, you know, I don't want that. Um, you don't have to do drugs to see that it's going to mess up people's lives. But uh, I understand the prodigal. I was one, and I've worked with thousands of people who went out and messed up their life, and the lights and flash of the world tempted them. Um, So that's wrong, but he came to himself and came back to his father and humbled himself, so I'd just be a servant. Uh, The servants are better off than uh, I would be right now. Um, But as you know, the father ran, saw him afar off, and... uh, had compassion, ran, fell on his neck and kissed him and said, um, he started to say the son, I'm no more worthy to be called your son. The dad stopped him. He wouldn't even let him say his whole speech. And the father said, bring forth the robe and put it on him. 
put a ring on his hand, shoes on his feet, bring him the fatted calf and kill it. Let us eat and be merry. What a beautiful restoration of a someone to the Father. By the way, if you're listening and you're away from God, you make a turn toward the Father, draw nigh to God, and what? He will draw nigh to you. He will run. He will run to you. What a beautiful thing. What a beautiful thing that have God the Father running to us when we start coming back to God. That's amazing. So who is that person then? The elder brother. Now, when his elder son was in the field and he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing and called one of his servants and asked what these things meant. And he said, thy brother is come. Thy father killed the fatted calf because he hath received him safe and sound. Hey, how should have he answered? Safe and sound, like the father, excited, glad, happy, rejoicing. My brother, where you at? Man, it's good to see we're glad you're home. Is that the next words? No. And he was angry and would not go in. Sat out and pouted. Therefore, his father came out and entreated him, begged him, son, son. Um, And so he answered his father, said, lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. What else do we know about this elder brother? He's a liar. You never disobeyed your dad, really, ever? Uh, uh, (laughs) You're a liar. He's a liar. He's selfish. He was angry. wouldn't rejoice about his brother. didn't care. Thou never gavest me a kid that I may make merry with my friends. A kid is a small goat. Okay, you never gave me a goat, much less kill the fatted calf like you did for him. Uh, Why? He always made it about him. Selfish. Didn't care about his brother. Didn't care about his dad. This old guy. Okay, running after his son. Imagine picturing this guy, 60, 70 years old, running after his son. What a beautiful thing. Uh, Verse 30. And as soon, but as soon as this thy son was come, he hath, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, for thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said, son, thou art ever with me. All that I have is thine. This older brother was so selfish that one fatted calf was killed for his brother. Son, everything I have is yours. You understand that the second the dad died, everything that dad worked for his whole life became that elder brother's. Everything. Uh, The land, the homes, the crops, the cattle, the servants, the outbuildings, the barns, everything became the son's. And he is so selfish, he's worried about the fatted calf that was killed for his brother. Um, and then the dad said, it was me that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Hey, don't be like this elder brother. They say the old phrase is that everyone's good for something, even if it's for a bad example. <laughs> like, don't be like him. By the way, I was that for a while. My parents would tell my two-year-old brother, don't be like David. Don't be like David. Um, that was where I was at. And hopefully I could be a good example to them and others now. Um, this prodigal, this elder brother can be as a good example. Hey, don't be that way. If anyone's coming back to God, be excited. What do you do? Have the heart of the Father and run and embrace them and serve the Lord. Tell you a story about somebody. I'm even going to call his name, Jordan Lovett. <laughs> Jordan Lovett is in Bible college right now, preparing to be a preacher. Uh, about a year and a half ago or so, uh, he came back to church. He had been away for years. He uh, went against his parents, went against God. He'll tell you the story himself, not sharing anything he wouldn't share and is glad to share. He preached in our church and told the story. When uh, he went away from God, he got into riotous living and lived for himself in the world and talked bad about me, (laughs) the pastor. Um, And by the way, it doesn't offend me when someone does that. I understand they have to. 
I did. I talked bad about my parents in the church uh, when I went away from God to f- save face, to justify ourselves. We've got to put them down. So it doesn't bother me when someone does that. I know they're not bad. They're broken. And so he had trashed me, talked bad about me for years. Uh, God started working on his life and uh, he had moved back in with his parents and his uh, mother asked him, hey, for Mother's Day, son, would you come to church? And he did. He just knew when I saw him, I'd be upset and mad, wouldn't talk to him or be mean or preach at him. And uh, his story, he's telling it. As soon as I saw him, I ran to him, gave him a bro hug, said, man, it's good to see you. Man, I'm glad you're here. He was shocked. He was floored. All the things he had said bad about me, and I didn't even hold it against him or use it. No. How come? The prodigals come back. And little by little, he started coming back, letting God change his life. And then he surrendered to preach. And now he's in Bible college. Is there anybody, if they came back to God, that you'd be looking at and suspect you would put down, you wouldn't encourage, you wouldn't love, you wouldn't be excited about? Okay? If that's the case, you need to change your heart. Don't be an elder brother. Don't be that guy who looks down at people when they come back. You be the person that loves, helps, welcomes, and accepts. Why? You and I need to have the heart of the Father. That is the Father's heart. Hey, God bless you. Be that way. Don't be one of the worst of the worst. God bless you and have a great week.